everybody. My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 43 and we're going to be talking about match day 13 to take us into the holiday break, the December winter break for the Bundesliga. It's going to be a shortened break this year unlike most years where it happens after match day 17. This year it's after match day 13 but I guess that we could still consider this uh, first half the Hinderunde which is uh, the German first half of the season. So let's finish up this match day and take us into the break. Here we go. So first match that I want to start off with is Borussia Dortmund versus Union Berlin. I really got to give a tip of the cap to Union Berlin as a team only in their second year in the Bundesliga. They have had great success in my opinion with a pretty low budget, you know, coming in as a second tier Bundesliga team and they're putting up victories and ties against some really, really impressive competition. And I think that they're going about it the right way. They're having a decent transfer window. They're bringing in talent. And they're playing as a team. And really, that's working well for them. They're killing it on corners. In this particular game, they got two goals off of corners, off set pieces. And on top of that, Taibo Awonii is stepping up. And that is really good for Union Berlin. They're playing super well right now. On the opposite side, Borussia Dortmund is not. This is a loss for them. However, they only have one win in the last five matches. So why is that? Let's talk about why that is the case. A, you could point that to Jaden Sancho underperforming. He's played over 900 minutes this year and doesn't have a goal. So... Is Jalen Sancho losing form? Should we be worried about that? Or is this kind of natural in the development of a young talent where, you know, you have some really, really hot seasons and then sometimes you got you to gotta grind a little bit more to get that first goal? That could be one case. Two, does Dortmund really miss Erling Holland that much? He's been gone the last couple of games and in those couple of games, they've had to fire Lucien Favre. They've only had one victory in the last five matches and Holland returns in January. Will that see their form turn around? Or is... Holland, not enough to kind of help this team get back to form. When he was here, they were performing. They were up there in second place, so they were winning lots of games. Now that Holland's out, they're kind of dropped in form. So is it a combination of those two? Really, you know, it could be either one. On top of that, I do want to give a silver lining to Dortmund, and that is the youngster, Yusofa Mokoko. I mentioned him back all the way in episode 28. So if you want to go check that out, go check out episode 28. He was the 15-year-old kid, wonder kid, who was blowing up Dortmund's academy team, their youth squad, scoring some ridiculous number like 50-some-odd goals in 30-some-odd games. I'm talking he was tearing it up in the lower divisions. He finally got a call-up to the main squad, and at 16 years old, scores their only goal in this game and scores the youngest ever in history goal in the Bundesliga. Just uh, you know, a couple days above his 16th. By a couple of days, I mean you know, a couple dozen days, not you know, two, three days after his birthday. A couple dozen days, maybe a month or two after his birthday, scores the youngest ever goal in the Bundesliga. And we had Florian Wirtz score this year, so we have lots of youngsters scoring. But here it is, Yusofa Makoko gets the Bundesliga record. And it's a banger too. That goal is beautiful. So definitely check it out. I'll put the highlights of this match in the show notes. Now, 
Can Union Berlin keep up this Hinrunde run into the Rockrunde, the second half of the season? I sure hope so because they're playing some really exciting football right now and I want to see how Union can kind of rise to the ranks very quickly. It's, it's almost reminiscent of kind of like Leicester City. You know, they joined the Premier League and within two, three years' time, they won the whole thing. And I'm not saying Union Berlin can pull that off, but I am saying that they're having a similar kind of rise to the top. So let's see if they can continue that in the second half of the season. On the contrary, can Dortmund turn their season around after Erling Haaland returns in January? I'm sure Dortmund fans are eager to see him return and hopefully get some good form back to Dortmund. Now, next up, we have Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. Now, this is a really tight match. This is the match of the two teams at the top, Bayern and Leverkusen. They're, I think, one point apart, and kind of whoever wins this game is going to take the, take the top of the table. Here, Bayern Munich falls again. In the sixth consecutive game, Bayern Munich gives up the first opening goal. This goal is to another 16-year-old, Patrick Wirtz opens up the scoring for Leverkusen 14 minutes in with a beautiful, beautiful goal. I'm talking, why are these 16-year-olds, Makoko, Wirtz, scoring all these beautiful goals? You really got to check them out once again. That'll be in the show notes. But Bayern gives up the first goal. And the entire first half, really, honestly, is all Leverkusen's. They're dominating passing, dominating possession, and it's all them. Bayern has to defend the entire half until the 43rd minute where... Lewandowski rescues one goal back and ties the game up for Bayern Munich. Now, in the very, very end of the game, the dying minutes of the game, against the run of play, Bayern Munich pull out a stoppage time winner through Lewandowski. Now, as a Bayern fan, I would have been happy taking this tie home, taking one point out of this, because it would have been a, a hard-earned tie from Bayern, and I would have just been happy not to drop any more points to Leverkusen, honestly, because we potentially could have dropped all three. But Lewandowski doing Lewandowski things scores a stoppage time winner. And wow, that was super awesome. This game ends up putting Bayern into first place with 30 points. Leverkusen is going into the winter break only two points behind in second place. All right, next up we have Wolfsburg versus Stuttgart. Now here, Wolfsburg takes a 1-0 victory. It puts them above Dortmund into fourth place, and they are currently sitting in a Champions League spot. So they are having a pretty good resurgence of a season. Last year, I think they qualified for Europa League. This year, right now, they're sitting in a Champions League spot, and this is kind of the area I expect Wolfsburg to bounce around. Between the Champions League, Europa League spot, that's kind of where they naturally land for me in a, in a Bundesliga table, and I think they're doing that now performing a little bit better than they did last year, last couple of years, really. And Wout Weghurst is in peak form. He's doing super well. They almost beat Bayern last week, which was their only loss of the season so far, and they rebound this week with a victory against Stuttgart, kind of solidifying them as one of, the, one of the better teams in the Bundesliga this year. They're only sitting on one loss, and that is against the record champions, Bayern. So Wolfsburg is having a good season. Honestly, so is Stuttgart, but... Not as good as Wolfsburg right now. So, next up, we have Hertha Berlin, the other Berlin team, versus Sporting Club Freiburg. Now, Hertha, unfortunately, compared to Union, is not having that good of a season. They only have one victory in their last five matches. Thankfully for them and their fans, it was in the derby against Union Berlin, so they can at least take that and have those bragging rights. 
However, in this match, they give up four goals to Freiburg and they sit one match outside of the relegation zone. They're only three points outside of the relegation zone. So Hertha, for the squad that they have, is really underperforming. They have players like Dodi Lukabakio, Matai Kunis, John Cordoba. They're all good players. I've seen great things out of them on this team and, you know, from Dodi Lukabakio on his last team, from Cunha when he played for RB Leipzig. These players are good on paper, and I've seen them play super well. For some reason, they can't seem to gel together on Hertha Berlin right now, and Hertha can't seem to win a lot of matches. Ironically, Union is the better Berlin team since the promotion. I've said that before, and I think this season, as it's playing out so far, shows that. Yes, Hertha may have won the derby, but Union is the better team sitting higher up on the table. Nowhere really near relegation, while Hertha Berlin is one match outside it. So that is probably really cool for uh, you know East Berlin fans from the uh, Union side. Not very good for West Berlin fans on the Hertha side. So those are the matches that I wanted to cover for this week, but we do have more news to talk about. So there is some controversy coming out of the Bundesliga this past week, and that is surrounding Borussia Mönchengladbach player Marcus Thuram. Now in a match between Gladbach and Hoffenheim, in a moment of frustration, Marcus Thuram spit in the face of Stefan Posch. Now that is totally unacceptable. You don't ever spit in the face of a player that's not only disrespectful, that's against the nature and the, and, and the, the sportsman-like conduct that football players should be having. Combine all that with the fact that we are in a global pandemic with cases rising in Europe and the US and Germany included, that is absolutely reprehensible and not behavior any sports athlete should be doing. For this, Marcus Thuram was given a 40,000 euro fine and a five game ban by the DFL, which I think is all deserved. And I'm sure Marcus realizes that he done messed up and that should not have done that. There's no place for this in football at all, especially during a, during a pandemic. There was an interview I think done with his mother and his own mother said that she was shocked for his behavior and what he did. Now, Thuram did offer an apology. That's all fine and well, but his behavior here was unacceptable, and I think the five-game ban is justified. That's not something that he should ever have done. So, a couple more things to mention. Since I'm a Bayern fan, you guys are going to have to hear me talk about Bayern for a few minutes, just because it's the end of the year. I want to wrap up kind of what the year has been like for my team, and this particular year has been very special for Bayern, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. In 49 calendar matches this year, 49 matches in this calendar year, Bayern Munich has only lost one match. Hansi Flick was nominated for Coach of the Year with that performance, taking over halfway through the season, only lost one match in 49, and he lost the Coach of the Year award, which is controversial. Neuer was nominated to the Best Goalkeeper and won. Lewandowski was nominated to the Best Male Player of the Year and won, and those two, I think, are rightfully deserved. However, it is curious that Neuer wasn't named to the FIFA Best 11, but he did win Best Goalkeeper, which kind of makes you think if you make the best player in one position, you should make the Team of the Year, but I guess not. And then in the FIFA Best 11, four Bayern Munich players made it, and that is Alfonso Davies, Thiago Alcantara, Joshua Kimmich, 
and Robert Lewandowski, all of which deserved it. This is a year where you have to remember that Bayern had a coach take over midseason, and with the coach taking over midseason, they won the German Pokal, the German Bundesliga, and the Champions League. So that is super impressive from a team that just had to get a new coach midseason, put all that together to face tough competition all the way through, and get all those accolades. So congratulations to Bayern. I'm super proud of them. As a fan, this year has been kind of, you know, across the world pretty crappy. So as a fan, I'm, I'm happy to say, happy to see my team performing well and kind of give me something to be happy about in, in the year of 2020. So thank you, Bayern, and wow, what a year. Now, going in a completely opposite direction, let's talk about Schalke 04. I don't know how many listeners here follow Schalke, but they are a hot dumpster fire right now. They had went something like 28 matches without a victory, stretching all the way back to like last February, February 2020, which is pretty crazy. When you factor in that's Bundesliga matches, that is Pokal matches, that's matches last season, that's matches this season. They have not won a match in 28 tries until a few days ago in a Pokal match, Schalke finally pulled out a victory. Now, you may think that's bad enough just winning or losing. They are in deep, deep, deep financial troubles to the point where they can barely afford to hold a squad together. So they had to fire the coach, David Wagner, and as per his contract, since he was fired before his tenure was over, they're still paying him 200,000 euros a week, and he was fired in September. Then they had interim coach come in, uh, Baum, and they couldn't even afford to fire him and pay his severance, but they did it anyway. So they've now fired two coaches and are back to Hoop Stevens, who's a club legend and has been caretaker coach a couple times now. This is the second time in two years that he's taking over the, the coach position as a caretaker. But they can't afford to pay the severance of Baum. They're still paying David Wagner 200,000 euros a week. And they have players on the payroll they have to pay. And this pandemic really hit Schalke hard to the point where there was a controversy earlier in the year where they weren't going to refund the season tickets of the fans, even though the fans couldn't show up to the arenas. So this is pretty bad. Schalke is probably getting relegated. So... I'm sure Schalke fans have come to terms with that at this point, but that's probably happening. At this point, I'm kind of concerned if they can even get a license to play in the second Bundesliga if that becomes the case. I, I feel like with their financial woes and troubles, they might fall a lot further than that, which is really unfortunate with the historic team of Schalke. And I'm going to be really sad to have the Riviera Derby missing, but it seems like that is the direction that this is going. So Schalke really needs to turn some things around if they want to remain in the Bundesliga next year. So best of luck to them. I mentioned last episode that Mark Uth had a head injury, so I don't know if he's going to be back soon or back after the break, but they really could use his talents. And Schalke's in a pretty bad spot right now, so it's going to be curious to see if they can turn around or if they will fall down. All right, the last bit of news I want to talk about is... Sven Bender and Lars Bender, the Bender twins. So Lars and Sven Bender are both twins that started playing soccer together at 
1859 plus one Munchen in 2006. And since then, they have been able to play for Bayer Leverkusen together as twin brothers, which is pretty cool. They spent 14 years in the top flight. I forget which one of the brothers, but one of them had a stint with Dortmund for a couple seasons, and then they both met up together in Leverkusen. And at the end of the season, age 31, they will be retiring. So that is pretty cool as family, as brothers. They were able to play football at the highest level together for the same team. That's just a pretty cool story. Warms your heart, really. Now, I really respect this move because it allows Leverkusen to bring in younger players, squad players, opens up some, some money for them to pay to have better players on the team. And it's a time where they've had a good career and they're not going to, I guess, quote-unquote, hold their club down. Because the clubs, if they're there, they're always going to want to play Lars and Sven Bender. But the Twins realize that they're not getting any younger and it's time for them to move on so that the team that they love can continue to grow and... You know, I think they will retire club legends. I think the fans love and admire them. So I think it's a good move, especially at the time where Leverkusen is getting really, really hot. I think it's good for them to go younger, get um, some players, and, you know, make a run for for the, the Bundesliga, for the Cup, for all the trophies that they're eligible for. So congratulations to the Bender Twins on a great career, and best of luck in your future endeavors, and enjoy your retirement. So that is it for this episode when it comes to the Bundesliga. Like I said, check everything out in the show notes. I'm going to have an article and a video about the Marcus Thuram incident. I'm going to have a link to the FIFA Best 11. You guys could check out all the players that made the team, including the four from Bayern Munich. I'll have a link to an article about the fall of Schalke. So check that out. It goes into a lot more detail than what I told you guys here. So if you are curious about that at all, you can check it out. And then I'll also have highlights of three matches being Borussia Dortmund versus Union Berlin. You get to see Makoko's beautiful goal. And then Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. You get to see that match. Florian Wirtz, 16-year-old, also scoring a nice goal. And then you get to see Freiburg thrash Hertha Berlin. So check the highlights of those matches out in the show notes. Now, with this being a holiday episode, I just want to wish everyone a happy and healthy holiday. I want to wish you the the best of of health in this year hopefully you have a small christmas and social distance and don't have large gatherings but uh for whatever you celebrate christmas hanukkah kwanzaa any holiday i just wish you happy holidays and have a safe happy and healthy new year i'll see you guys after the new year in january so with that being said you can definitely check me out on social media on Instagram, you can find me at welcome to the Bundesliga with underscore between each word. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscore between each word. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w the number two Bundesliga at gmail.com. That being said, I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>